This program is brought to you by Haymarket Books as part of our live event series. Haymarket Books is a radical, independent publisher dedicated to connecting social movements with the ideas they need in the struggle for a better world. You can help support the Haymarket Project by buying books at haymarketbooks.org and especially by joining the Haymarket Book Club. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and the Haymarket YouTube channel to access all of our upcoming events. Yo, good evening, everybody. Welcome to uh, the third installment of the Doppelgangbanger launch series uh, featuring none other than known Chicago Bulls fans, Jose Olivares and Julian Randall. So say what up to the fellas. Uh, And uh, yo, I'm excited to be here with both of them tonight. I'm excited for all of y'all to join us virtually, share space and, 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 you know, kick back and bond over some words and some poems. Um, you know, if this is the first time you're logging in over the last couple of weeks, uh, this is the third installment of a series and all with the intention of celebrating the arrival of, uh, my latest collection, which is Doppelgangbanger out from the beautiful folks at Haymarket Books. And it, you know, I wanted to invite uh, folks to to kind of share space when books come out. You know, the traditional thing is to have a launch party, and you you know you get all your friends together, and y'all you know you'll hear readings and have food and all that stuff. And obviously, uh, launching a book during um, during COVID uh, kind of prevents some of that traditional stuff from taking place. But adapting to the virtual format. Uh, it allowed us to kind of pull in folks. And one thing I wanted to do is like, you know, because at a launch party, some you'll have a you know group of folks that might read a little bit. But I was like, no, let's create more space. I want to hear more poems from folks that um, that I vibe with, that that uh, whose work I enjoy and admire. And as it pertains to the collection itself, folks that I feel because of their work or their background or both um, can relate to. Uh, the materials. So it was like, you know, you know, pulling in like my peers from like Chicago, pulling in, uh, you know, folks who can speak to the multitudes of, of blackness. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I think over the course of the series, we've, we've had Morgan Parker join us. We've had Kimon Felix join us. We've had Patricia Smith, the icon, the legend, the queen, uh, you know, Nate Marshall, we, we featured Nate Marshall's work in this series. And now we're going to hear from Jose and Julian before I give uh, a kind of more extended read from the collection just to kind of close everything out and put some icing on this already delightful uh, and wonderful cake that the last um, two, you know few weeks have been. So without further ado, let's get into like the good stuff. So, you know, Julian and Jose can trade poems back and forth. I'm going to read their bios real quick. Um, and then I'll just say something real quick about each one just to uh, to bring it home. But uh, Julian Randall is a living queer black poet from Chicago, a recipient of multiple fellowships. Julian is the winner of a pushcart prize. He holds an MFA in poetry from Ole Miss. Julian is the author of Refuse from uh, University of uh, Pittsburgh Press 2018, which won the Cave Canem Poetry Prize and was a finalist for an NAACP Image Award. And Julian is also the author of the forthcoming Pilar Ramirez in the Prison of Zafa from Holt Books uh, for Young Readers, which is due out in winter 2022. And he can be found uh, at Julian the Poet on Twitter and on his website, juliandavidrandall.com. So that's the official bio. And Julian is someone who, like, you know, we've gotten a chance to just kind of, like, grow together in many respects, like, just on a parallel on a parallel path, like even, so Julian's from Chicago, I'm from the Chicago area as well, from the, from the verbs, but then Julian, you know, you know, leaves Chicago, goes to college out, uh, out there in the Philly metro area. I'm there in Philly. Um, you know, that's where I discover poetry myself. And then like, you know, from there we fast forward and then, you know, I'm at Cave Canem and then Julian's at Cave Canem and then we're doing, you know, then we're like touring the South and like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just been like at every different like marker of like my 
I guess, public poetry journey, whatever that means. Like Julian has like been at each one of those markers, like it, like almost at the same time. So it's like been kind of crazy. And he's, you know, Julian's a cool and thoughtful dude. Um, he's funny. And like the work on the page just like reminds me of like what I love about poetry, like the dexterity of the language, the lushness of the images, the like all of it, all of it. Like, so I'm just like fascinated by, you know, what Julian's been up to. And I'm looking forward to like hearing, uh, hearing him read tonight, getting some of that in his own voice and just obviously seeing what comes after this too. Um, so that, that's, that's Julian and he'll be our, our first reader. He'll kick us off in just a second, but let me introduce Jose as well. So official bio wise, Jose Olivares is the son of, is the son of Mexican immigrants. His debut uh, book of poems, also from Haymarket, Woo Woo, Citizen Illegal, uh, was a finalist for the Penn uh, Gene Stein Award and a winner of the 2018 Chicago Review of Books Poetry Prize. It was named a top book of 2018 by the Adroit Journal, NPR, and the New York Public Library, along with Felicia Chavez and Willie Perdomo. Shout out to Willie, Woo Woo. He co-edited the poetry anthology, The Breakbeat Poets, Volume 4, Latinx. So... That's a very brief bio. Jose could have written many more things. Um, but, um, you know, Jose uh, has has been and become a, a truly, you know, irreplaceable friend. Um, we really got to know each other because of uh, because of uh, Nate Marshall, actually, uh, introducing us. Like, I think the first time we ever kicked it was at um, it was back in Chicago. It was at a. The Diplo joint. What was that? I'm blanking on the name right now. Uh, but the block party, Mad Decent. Thank you. The Mad Decent block party. And it was right around the time, like before Jose was about to like come out to New York. And I was kind of, I was out this way. I was living in Atlanta for a while. Then I came up and moved up to uh, New Jersey and I was working out of New York city. And so those transitions happened kind of in, in near proximity. So when Jose got here, it was like a, I think it was like a chance for us to like reach out to to someone that we, you know, could recognize vibe with and the relationship just really kind of took off from there. And, um, you know, that is just it, it's everything is kicking back and like talking smack and talking about, you know, our beloved Chicago Bulls, you know, who we are all representing tonight of course. Um, but likewise, you know, it could just be like hitting up, you know, we would just go and sit in Barnes and Noble or a coffee shop or whatever with our like computers and just start working and writing and working and writing, talking about books, trading books. Um, and you know, it's just been a beautiful, a, a beautiful, like a, a, yeah, a beautiful journey. And so, uh, to now, you know, be here, sharing space again, um, you know, with, to celebrate a collection that came out on the same press. Jose's first collection came out on, uh, you know, it feels like coming home, feels like coming full circle. And uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm hype. I'm hype for all of this. Uh, you know, much love to both of y'all. And uh, I'm gonna stop talking finally and we can just like get into these poems. So, uh, yo, I guess uh, Julian, you, you first, bro. <laughs> Uh, yo, <laughs> what's good? Uh, Chicago and everywhere that's not Chicago, but mostly Chicago. Um, yo, Courtney, thank you so much for like allowing me to come here and to celebrate you. Like, yeah, it's um, there's this whole thing of like I I'm gonna probably butcher the concept because I got a D in astronomy, but it's like this idea of like circumpolar stars, like they both kind of like can orbit the same gravity mass, but they don't ever. And they're like parallel to each other, but they don't ever get to like have their energies like intersect. Um, like you make me very grateful that I'm not a circle polar star. I'm actually just like a dude from Logan Square. And I got an opportunity to like have this person who's like always modeling what it means to be somebody who is writing and thought who is writing and thoughtful about how we pull people closer to us, both as readers and as like fellow creatives. Like you always make me feel stronger in my vision for what I want to bring to the table and how I can best like kind of pair that with other people. Also, this book is fucking fire. <laughs> and I'm just like happy to like get a chance to be like sort of backstage for it, <laughs> even if this is just my office. Anyway, I've been talking too much. Um, 
Here's a poem about Emile Griffith, who at one point was the uh, black bisexual welterweight champion boxer of the world. Um, the only other thing you need to know is it starts with a quote and he accidentally killed one of his opponents in the ring. Quote, they could forgive me for killing a man, but not for loving one, Neil Griffith. When I beat him, every lens swelled shut. I got fight stories to tell that shame hunger for the percussion involved in return. Imagine what a child imagines. The answer to everything is in a man's mouth just because it's where the music begins. I didn't mean anything similar to lust when we started. He called me a faggot and the uvula is analogous to a speed bag. You know the duality of my percussion. I like to dance in the swelter of need regardless of the body. I like to make the skin quiver on what might come back. I understand the sad calculus of vanity. Beauty springs from the unforgiven. I can't say his death was anything like anything I have ever wanted on purpose. Rather, consider the slaughter I would have to make to shame even an American eye for decades. I did not do anything that a kiss couldn't. I unbloomed an iris, shut the teeth from his mouth, then resumed being beautiful, loving what I was famous for ending. The privilege of champions is what you kill only visits in dreams. What do I know at this point of the melody of begging, but the way swell restrains an M. Maricon, 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 Mari, Mari, Mary, mercy, mercy, the knuckle, a seed in the soil of the eye, the gusts of blood sowing the canvas, a proliferation of roses. This my most public sin. I skim the petals of scar tissue from my hands until my knuckles are riddled with tender lenses. I sleep next to my man. I sleep with one wound open. Nice, nice. That was an incredible poem. Um, what's up, everyone? My name is Jose Olivares. I'm super excited to be here celebrating Courtney. The new book is Doppelgangbanger. Make sure you go get it. Um, and what I want to say is a couple things. One, I want to echo what Julian said, which is that the book is fucking fire. Like, you know. There, there's no need for any other blurb. Like, it just is what it is. It's an incredible book. Uh, and so I'm so happy to celebrate it and to get to spend time with someone who's also from uh, the suburbs of Chicago. Um, I feel so grateful to have found your poems, to have, you know, entered into friendship with you. And I'm so excited um, for your writing for who you are and how you move through the world, you know what I'm saying? For your, uh, for your humor, for your fellow support of the Chicago Bulls. It's a, uh, I feel, I feel really, 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 um, seriously like grateful uh, that I get to be here with both of you um, and Julian. You know what I'm saying? To, I, I, you know, there's a lot of echoes in the room, so I, I just wanted to say that that I'm happy to be here and that I really am filled with so much gratitude and uh, yeah, gratitude for both of you. So um, thank you both. I'm gonna read a poem called Folks, uh, called Folk, and it is a Chicago poem. Um, what do you need to know? What you need to know is that when I say folk, I'm not talking about kinfolk. Uh, and I guess that's all I'll say. This is called Folk. I wasn't fluent in this belonging. My folk came from southwest of Mississippi and Alabama. When my classmates said folk, I thought they meant kin, the kind my parents left so I could leave them to go to school. Is all kin a type of exodus? Asked Moses. The heart has a different answer than history. We were in Cal City. The only forks we were throwing up came during food fights. Still, it felt good to belong to more than family, to extend family beyond the house. I said what up, folk, to everybody, even teachers. Maybe we could redefine kin. I'm saying I was confused 
when Darius pulled me in tight during DAP and said, not folk, mo, more what? Darius was my homie. He sat in front of me in physics. We shared a DAP at the start of class and one before leaving. That was an excellent poem. I just shake myself back. Yo, it is always such an honor when I get to read with you, Jose. Every single time, it's a motherfucker. Uh, all right, I'm gonna whip out something, something brand new. Uh, <clears throat> the Zero Country. Ungrieved, bird song divides the morning by its vowels. Horizon, a mitosis of utter darkness. Petty stars yielding above where once you now never again. Indignity that beauty persists in the absence of enemy. Blood honey of the rising day. Your elegy gifting your portrait its right colors. I resent the morning, the sounds that citizen it know. I resent the morning, the synonyms made by distance, misunderstanding, deception, trees fused at the same root muscle split by the same lie, narrative, a tattoo, Greenville and all the memory sepia by virtue of cowardice, but whose? The way I tell the story, my great grandfather ran with you in his arms like a loaf of bread, but really there must have been a train somewhere between the evidence you were and the complexity you grew to be somewhere between light skin and passing between feather and blade. What did those years hurtling through the daughter you were do to the daughter I never grew to be? Unknowable, the morning, the dread sugar tunneling through the cavity sweetness that cuts both ways. I have been trying to find a way to gown without shrouding and still elegy, still failure. What did I see to be except where I was told to run? I don't know if there is anything crueler than the weight of cruelties we forget how to tell. Blew my mask, blew your casket, blew the eyes of the man I imagined discovered you were never a white man's daughter. Blew the distance, blew my love, blew your final dragging a stretch of sky on and into the soil. Grief, a variation of stateless yet stated a state I will never know if you remembered enough to miss birds that gown the morning. I look back, I look back, not Lot's wife, but transfigured by the gaze of warrantless heat. Oh, fugitive, my grandmother, saint of closed fists born in Mississippi terrain where the magnolia drifts to clay with an assassin's glamour. Honey, despite September, enough. There is a daughter within me, too, and I fear what she may grow me into wears your face. I pull gowns from my throat in the right company until my palms are rich with petals. Inheritance despite July. Oh, expected theft. I am the ruler of my own silence. Body, not always a lie, but only sometimes a truth. Air of your survivals and the heady perfume of history that can be created but never destroyed. Dawn upon dawn, unvowed. I call the daughter I never was by the slow bird of your name. Come on, come on. <laughs> Yo. That was incredible. I love that poem. Um, I'm also gonna read a new poem. This poem is called Black and Mild, and it's about black and milds. Black and mild. In college, some do Adderall, some drink, some deadlift through the days, some fuck, some fuck it all up, some do all of the above, some cope with cookies, some with coke, some cope with smoke for breeze and a towel under the door. Some were healthy, sure, but I never met them. My love used to stay in her room until her roommate dragged her to the pub. My homie Ben used to count down the days to the end of the semester, beginning with day one. And me, I dabbled a bit, but nostalgia was my drug. I used to spend my work study on black and milds at the 7-Eleven before passing me a cigarette the very first time. Jeff said the secret to smoking was to hold the smoke in your mouth and never your lungs. 
If I had listened to Jeff, I'd understand something about love and letting go. But I was 800 miles away from River Oaks, inhaling every bit of ash I could hold. If ash was my destiny, then I wanted to be the then I wanted to be the ash I loved most. Yo, that's a dope poem. Oh man. Sign what? <laughs> Yo. I need in a minute. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, good. Yo, Jose, you got like a generational gift right now, bro. Like just the way that you're able to build momentum across the course of a poem, like this, like this incredibly well curated, like oh, like sense of wonder that you have, and how it's able to like blossom out. It's like watching like a flower in stop motion. Shit, tan crazy. Yes, yes, all that. All that. Uh, lamentation. Black Jesus Remix. Quote, I cannot die because this is my universe. Lil Vert. Slur my passing with the gold punctuating my chest. A remix of my death snakes my white tee. I wear Messiah like a wine stain. Fingers splayed as if begging a piano to grant an eighth of its name. Religion is an economy of what can be touched and when. Give me three days. I return in November, rocking a tundra, the wind making love to the space between me and my clothes. Homies mourn me by pouring chains of bubbles into a glass. What a world I left. What a heaven I turned my face from. Not the pastoral of it. Summer, lush with a green fit to drown in. I mean a republic of hands. Everywhere I turn, maroon tapestries of do-rags. The space of the neck is right with flags. Scalp is a nation and vice versa. Resurrection is just a fancy word for how much I must have missed you. Men kneel in the heat at my coming. We strip and they kiss away my most fragile weather. Imagine a tender worth being holy for. Maybe it's sad to be asked always the parameters of my tenderness. Maybe it's the sadness after which all gold is named. I am pressing my mouth to what I cannot save. I bare toes in the dirt. I decided it is a tragedy to be stainless in such a place. I have been to heaven and still have nowhere to stay. I have been to heaven and still have nowhere to stay. Come on. That's crazy. <laughs> Yo, I love Courtney's reactions to polls because it's it's like it takes a second, you know what I mean? It's just like disgust. <laughs> I mean, I'm delighted and also upset. Right. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> I totally understand. I totally understand. Um yeah. Damn, that's a good poem. Uh all right, I'm gonna read this poem. This poem is called Wapple. Wapple. Hello, left foot. Hello, right foot. I give them my favorite name, the name my mom gives me when she brags to relatives. Get wapples, I say to my best kick, my awkward dance partners, my friends in almost catching the beat. I move up through the hairy terrain named my legs. Wapple, I say to moonlight skin, heartbreaker, I say to my thighs, ass, and dick. My lover took all her pet names when she left. My name doesn't belong to her now. I papi, I say to the scar on my belly. I only knew my name when it came out of her mouth. A shorty, what it is, I say to my freckled chest, to the red bumps I used to hide under t-shirts, ugly as all hell, but all mine. My chest so pale, it glows in the dark. Wapple, I say to the lanterns I carry, my red beard. I give myself all of the names I like. Young Joselito, Papi Churro, Lupe, Shout out my hair while I still have it. So this is an older poem. Shout out my hairline and how it makes me look like my dad. My face I got from my mom. We look the same when we are laughing. Wapo, I say, it is my new name. It is my old name. It is my only name. Ah, that's good. <laughs> 
Uh, it gets me every time. I love that poem so much. Like old poem still hits. <laughs> Always. Jose don't miss. Nope. All right. Y'all got the remix just now, so let's do the original. Um, Lamentation. I want a church of this triptych of tainted hams. I've never lived in a country where I could trust the light to thread itself through the right flaw. Soon, I will speak of winter and the gravity will be negligible. Oh, how we have wounded the ocean with our fleeing window of the Jordan-clad saint. I make the end of running. We worship a fragile God and that is how we know we can trust him. I want a church of this and only this. The world ain't gotta end all at once and it won't and it won't and it won't. And here it is now that I have found the impossible valley of a boy laid across the palms of another, the arc of his hips bronzed at the setting of the world. Oh, searing, I must mistake for flowers. I keep my grief pristine, offspring of a stray history. Let me be the stain the aggression of the sun blooms through. Glory, gild my steps with the implication of lilies. Mm. Good God. Yo. Which one I like better, the remix or the original? Both are bangers. You know what? I love when a remix is on par with the original and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't happen often. Yeah. So you got to appreciate it when it happens. Yeah. Julian is making classics, making making history. Love it. Also hate it somehow. Like I said, delighted and also upset. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the best way to describe how I feel about Julian's poems. It's like, wow, I'm so happy I get to hear this. And also, damn, I'm so mad I have to hear this. All right, uh, I'm going to read this poem. This poem is called Ode to Tortillas. There's two ways to be a Mexican writer that we've discovered so far. You can be the Mexican writer who writes about tortillas, or you can be the Mexican writer who writes about croissants instead of the tortillas on their plate. Can you be a Mexican writer if you're allergic to corn? There's two ways to be a Mexican writer that are true and tested. You can write about migration, or you can write about migration. Can you be a Mexican writer if you never migrated? if your family never migrated. There's two ways to be a Mexican writer. You can translate from Spanish, or you can translate to Spanish, or you can refuse to translate altogether. There's only one wound in the Mexican writer's imagination, and it's the wound of the chancla. It's the wound of Bidia being sold out at the taco truck. It's the wound of too many dolores and not enough dollars. It can be argued that these are all chanclasos. Even death is a chanclaso. There's only one miracle gifted to Mexicans, and it is the miracle of never running out of cheap beer. It's the miracle of never running out of bad jokes. There's infinite ways to eat a tortilla, made in the ancient ways by hand and warmed anacomal, made with corn or with Taco Bell plastic. What about flour tortillas? Flour tortillas count if you ask San Antonio. My people, I am poly with the tortillas. You can eat tortillas with your hands or roll them up and dip them in caldo like my mom does. You can eat them with a fork and knife like my bougie cousins do. What bougie cousins? I made them up for the purpose of this poem. You can eat tortillas in tacos or warmed up by microwave and drizzled with butter. Tortillas con arroz, tortillas con frijoles, tortillas flipped by hand or tortillas flipped with a spatula, tortillas with eggs for breakfast, tortillas fried and sprinkled with sugar for dessert, hard shell tortillas, gluten-free tortillas for our mixed family. We are still discovering new ways to fold a tortilla, to cut a tortilla up, to transform a tortilla into new worlds, to feed each other with tortillas. My people, if I have children, I will teach them about tortillas, but I'm sure they'll want McDonald's. Damn. 
You know what's disrespectful about Jose? <laughs> Continue. Proceed. Every poem, within like the first stanza, I am fucking like taken out <laughs> immediately, first and foremost. But also at the same time, I'm lesson planning all of the possibilities of where I want of the students I want to teach this poem to. And like just like begging that then Jose is gonna be like, yeah, you can you can find this one in the fader next month. Uh, I have an exclusive publication deal with Double XL now. <laughs> just something, but that God dang it, Jose, that's a good ass poem. Thanks, you know, I agree. Like I look, I what I love about Jose's poems a lot. You you just said you know thinking about who you can take and, and teach them to, right? Like I just love. Um, that uh, how complex and intricate and intimate they are, and yet you can put them in front of anybody and they can't deny it. Like, you know what I mean? And, and even the act of translation that kind of happens throughout the poem, not translation in a literal sense, but just in terms of uh, building that pathway to connection to someone who can be completely different than you is just something that they're so adept at doing. Absolutely. Like they hit you in the heart every time. It's, it's. The range. Right. It is staggering. It's beautiful and incredibly frustrating. Right. To, you know, he, he needs to not stop, but also he needs to be stopped. So we we can figure out that part later, but well, yeah. Oh, is it still me? Cool. It's on you. Yeah, it's on you. Yeah, my bad. All right. Last poem I got. Perfect. This will be last round. Okay. Moon Cricket. I have been living despite myself. My territory hemmed by mud and threat of mud. If there is a land without its own subliminal violences, this night offers no defense of what has died in it. Some things are only nourished in a stutter of kudzu and the inconsistencies of silver the moon chucks off. Casual machines honey the dark with the monotony of their health while one theory of soil chokes out another sea. No land without violence. I've been staving off the obvious. It is dark and so am I. Earlier heat makes me lush with failed stars, and I tell the homies living in Mississippi is like living on the moon, and I mean every day brings several weathers, and I am never dressed for any of them. Kudzu, in the right light, is like a gold front on a disintegrating tooth. Since I got here, I have not ridden any throat that was not straddled by something uninvited. The ground is brimming with sirens and children of sirens. I have been living in an idea of dark come from another man's mind, watching the rain loose inconvenient silk, imagining what lives in the soil, the asphalt choked out. If the clouds are the capital city of a country of perfect memory, then I am afraid. No ocean formed against me will abandon me. Lately, the stars are dim, so I count the niggas I wish would try me. I have walked into the dark seeking a saddle and emerge with merely hands. I rock a trampled violet, play moonlight in reverse. Glued with desire, I antithesis a lineage. I do not leave because how will I get home? I have been here before. Flesh tenored with desperation, escape like night demands recursion, opaque as land before a man bridled the light. I am lonely in the season that widows everything. I have been waiting to tender the moon face in ancestral purple. I have been mothering a rage when I forget how to say escape. My favorite songs in any year all translate to run or mine. I am at my most named in the dark. Sing into a parallel quiet name the song for the tether it casts pleading silver towards a geography of light we barely name. I reach my hand out to a space of no stars where the clouds have torn like cotton. I forget how much I love a song which muscles the silence, how much I would give for a grammar of no slaves. Oh, historical dead. I am come from your unlanguaged apocalypse like an ugly and deserved weather. Watch me eclipse their dark with my own. Watch me citizen the absence of your names. Sometimes I'd be mad because you'd be going through these poems so quick, but it's just like, I want to just linger on like every line. You know what I'm saying? 
But it just keeps coming. Like, it just keeps coming. Like, uh, it's unrelenting. Yeah, no, you're right. Because I just kept being like, damn, I wish I had time to write that down real quick. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Every line is sharp. Every line is hitting, for sure. Um, All right. This will be my last poem. And, yeah, and then we get to hear Courtney read, which I'm super excited about and grateful that I get to to sit here and I mean, I've been watching all of these, so uh, I'm excited for this reading too. This poem is called Mercedes says she prefers the word discoteca to the word club. Give me words that sing. Ojalá is three chickens laying brown eggs. Hope has its own music, but it's missing an accordion. My friends are up to their usual shenanigans, drinking good wine and being sad. My friends don't get into trouble. Trouble wears sombreros and calls it a costume. My friends are traviesos y malcriados y sinvergüenzas. Let me translate. DJ Cash Era is making the wall sweat. Slow jams crawl through the speakers and our hips move like someone spilled syrup over the night. Mercedes is right. I'm always down to go to the discoteca, a word that spins on the tongue like a disco ball. Keep your clubs. Cops carry clubs. And in this poem, there are no police. Someone spilled syrup over the night. It was us. The moon is a chicken singing ojalá, ojalá, ojalá. Oh, no, what a great, oh, what a great poem. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. Uh, this, uh, yo, I'm so happy to, like, be doing this with y'all tonight. And also, it's all, it's, there, it's two things it's making me do. It's making me a little self-conscious, right, about how I respond to poems, like, and how I'm crazy I must look at a reading. You know what I'm saying? Like when people say something <laughs> like dope or whatever, I'm, I probably look crazy. But there's also those moments where it's like you see somebody on the other side of the room who you might know and you make that eye contact at that right point in the poem. And it's just like, yeah, like, you know, like, so uh, it's making me miss that. But this is a phenomenal like substitute and uh, getting a chance to like vibe out and just like I know we're not in the same room, but it feels like we're in the same room tonight which is which is beautiful and um thank you both um for sharing these poems uh and for for all the kind things that you've said um you know i just i take stock because you know it's been a you know it's been a journey up until this point but um what's made it fulfilling what's made it beautiful is being able to um to fellowship with folks and 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 really get to to know them and and understand them and to and so yeah, to build a, a community in a sense, right? Like, uh, and you know, not just y'all, not just everybody um, that has read over this series of events, but like it goes much further than that too. And like today, uh, you know, I don't know if any of my Exilano project folks are like watching tonight, but it's like what we call Exilano Day. Like it's it's March fourth. Like that's that's EP Day. So that's like my original, you know, poetry community. And you know, shout out to EP um, for, for that gift. And it's, it's something that transformed my life. And now we're here and I'm writing books and writing poems. I never foresaw any of that, you know, for, for myself, but now I can't imagine life without it. Can't imagine life without the people poetry has introduced me to. So, uh, I'm just taking, taking it all in. Um, and I guess with that, I'll, I'll dive into the collection. So, um, I'm going to read, um, the, the collection itself, Doppelgangbanger, is like it's it's divided into three sections, and I'm gonna read uh, a little bit from each section, and hopefully I've selected well enough that you get some type of an arc from it. But um, but yeah, these are fun poems to read. Actually, I enjoy reading them, so I'm kind of excited um, to have fun with these, and I hope y'all enjoy them. Uh, yeah. So uh, first, I'll start with the actual first poem in the book. So. Um, the Unauthorized Autobiography of Young Thug. The fools nearly killed me, trying to make me one of them. A loaded word of bond 
with dress codes and penal codes, postured allegiant to the culture as with the flying of flags from knots tied on the backs of head wraps worn hoods over. I can't gunpoint when the life of this alter ego began, though the possibility can't be dismissed, it began at gunpoint in a way, with an icy pressure against the temple, the mind splitting into two tracks while a circus of peers clowned. Going back far, too long now, the camera has blurred my edges in the suggestion of motion, even if I stood as still as the air does before shit really hits the fan. I truly went ass first into fronting indifference, forbade my happy teeth from public reveal lest they pop the balloon of my perfectly round face, baby angled, already red as kind or innocent or soft from the jump when I wanted respect on my name and women on my lap like it was said I should. And shamefully, I did. Several sisters come to mind here, and this doesn't make me feel good. A tender touch in the moonlight goes only so far for a shadow. I had to break it down for myself that being down represented the fear of having fear. I still shake when the wind blows, scary as ever, thespian as always and always toward the ghost of a threat or disrespect passed through me, then through me, through a thin skin, then through the skin. So, to compensate, a mask. What Dunbar's bars beat home way back when about standing in the presence of the pale folks. Only that idea flipped upside down. Would it be a forced smile slicing the face open like some summertime melon, instead setting scalp folds into smooth forehead? Brown eyes set at the mouth's corners, fixing it in the position of silence like rusty nails. If carrying nothing else, I learned to bring this exact look to the danger because being me to the fullest would be a liability. Provide a sharper image for the, cam for the hidden cameras to home in on. Yes, just that fast. A certified blue, strolling up to the screen door with a heavy hand for knocking and his true hand resting so sweetly on his gun. My gun, I should say since in this case the cop is also me, like that little angel or devil used as sitcom trope. Just imagine the person coming for you being you every time. Don't trip, you'd say, unless into the fight. Etymology of gangster. And here, the original one saying hello to my little friend is my own hand. Oh, so carefully cradling my equipment like an athletic cup, though, likewise being a boast toward the boy in the mirror that is black but ain't buck. His jaw literally glass and needing to be freed of nerve, made to feel nada. It takes hard practice to accept the grammar of the G's body language as second nature, to represent physically how the slick replacement of the er sound with an us sound simultaneously implies more effortless and more ruthless. Eric Eze Wright of all people once lunched in George H.W. Bush's White House. So don't tell me about dead ends. Don't tell me about the dead since I'm clearly one of the realest alive. All my life, church ladies have said, glorify, 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 and that was game if I ever heard it. As I see it in a bigoted society, I've either got the respect the homies will give me, or I've got no respect at all. Plus, God forgives anyway, and Jesus was black like dude that played Nino Brown. Name a better way to make through the cold, cruel world than this. We didn't write the rules governing our lives, so we had to break them all on principle. It's been said sweet singing Frank Sinatra ran with the mafia. Al Capone's picture hangs on the wall at Portillo's, and you want to tell me the country has, has beef with crime when it really only has beef with me and mine. What didn't click with Ice Cube and them in y'all's heads is exactly what did in ours. Since you gave us hate when we wanted justice, something had to come of it. Remember, energy is neither created nor destroyed, fool. So what if I'm a ruffian who would only wear a suit to my own funeral? Go on. 
throw that salt somewhere else. I'm your gross domestic product, America, a lie you sold yourself. Only my mama can judge me, and you wouldn't believe what I'm buying her as soon as I get on. Paradise, 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 a big-ass crib, a white maid. This, <clears throat> excuse me, displacement. Come, come dear stranger, look into my life and witness what has become a kind of motif for my particular existence. What started in childhood has carried through to college like the habit of studying. As I did back then, I mull the young men and women around me through two corrective lenses. On quiet nights, I visit their various rooms, press my sorry face through TV screens stuck on static in attempts to introduce myself. Get scrambled into a mix of black and white pixels, my melanin utterly unreliable and helping place me into a fucks with or don't fucks with box on the fly. Where I'm from has always been the harder question for me to answer than why I'm from there. The aspirational cultural cliche of better schools, less crime, less violence, less us, but only because they would never allow any more, which is an incomplete truth that we use to convince ourselves we haven't left our own behind, including ourselves in a metaphysical sense. Every place I've ever been, I've touched like a friendly ghost, and not that of a boy who bit the bullet with his chest, but one who died of natural causes and got lost on the way to heaven for not having his smartphone to look up a map or a city grid to deduce the direction. Try dialing me sometime, actually. My area code falls outside the boundaries of the place I most cherish, but can't claim more than a fraction of my impeccable rearing, and wouldn't anyway. Yet that exact same phone number doesn't lead me anywhere I feel safe being anything less than exceptional, which is certainly not a home or hospice one visits to find peace. And that's before I considered what the house has become in my absence. And all of this is to say that I don't know what to say anymore or never did. I don't know what I did to deserve being looked through as though my organs aren't here to hide my naked blood. That's how it feels, truly. So believe me, when I tell you this, there really is no hell on earth quite like standing right in front of you. All right, going into section two. This one's called Waves. <clears throat> what kinked hair do or don't? Without said cap or rag of do doing work, it's mighty hard to tame the motion of the ocean. And this is what I mean by that. I'm a small fry, small time, but smitten with the swimmer swim team type, my type of iris color, except all over her body. A novelty for our kind, but not so into readers of novels who can't read the signs. You know, signs like of hands, like of stars. I'm counting all my lucky ones for running water, shampoo, soft brush, and the tendency of everything stemming from my scalp to swerve expectations being enough for cosines to appear after a fresh cut. And it is. And cosines say they're looking right, so so goes something like, tenderoni, bug me tender. Smack my lips with your lips like your parents don't exist. Try me. I'll try to say, or maybe rock the boat, baby, or I'll work the middle school connect like, girl, you know I've been on you and only you since way back when, when the hair started coming in inappropriate places and Alicia Keys rocked braids and all her music videos just like she does. Just like that is how it all goes down or will, I hope. But for once, I don't think to look in the mirror and ask if I'm the kind of boy destined to be shot down, if it will feel like I'm dying inside, a weight on my gut like leads. All right, title poem, Doppelgangbanger. 
Box Valley Mall, technically in Aurora, attracts slightly rougher edges. Your man's right here. Stoners, Wapo boys and black. Girls bougie, beautiful and brainy, taken lightly by fools only. I eye her way, but he eyes mine. Cop decoy with badge and walkie talkie, walking up on the envoys of decency, mom and me, to do the kid a solid. Straighten this, pull up that. E none C eight. I peep his ploy, play a historian, home on his perfect white teeth, horrid contrast to his charcoal cheeks. Mom nods in that morbid way, told you. But I don't need telling. If I'm a stereotype, I'd be branded Sony, Bose, not some shit Zenith did. I'm so damn smart with this, yo. I got all my teacher's hype and still mom looks like she wants to light flame to my hide. She don't want me stunting as some stat been shot and died. I got to pause for a second because it's funny watching y'all because it's like Jose and Julian are reading along clearly. And it just feels like, you know, when the pastor tells the congregation, like, open your Bibles to, you know, <laughs> book of Genesis chapter. You know, I was like, I just it just cracks me up. That's all. It's making me laugh. But I'm, I'm digging it. Thank you. Um, let's see. What's next? What's next? Uh, all right. Cool. Gangsters, disciples. Or are. Doce. Beloved, you take me there. Hold me down. Cuff me if I like it. The bad boy's punishment or the blacks. Your daddy is white, but what does that suggest for the roses at my funeral or yours? What shade of grief would they be? Colors matter around here. We are symmetrical in our patterns and pains. While you lay there bleeding, I hold your hand and pour out a little relay for you. Half of the time, you hate me enough to lay hands on me. We come to blows because it feels good and let live. Bless those broken homes that rubber banded us together. Baptize us in dust and danger, never knowing when to pull out of a dicey situation. And so I wipe the blade clean after it's made ribbons of the flesh. You remain ready to take that heat from me, handle products. We both have records we're running from like errant needles. I know we're on probation. It may come down to you or me, and a real gangster must choose themselves. Jesus peace. Jacob the jeweler, tell me, what faith can I afford and is this it? Hamitic features set in diamonds are out of stock everywhere. Object permanence ain't forever for me and mine unless a play on words. Bodies like this get repossessed all the time, objects even now. In this day and age, at my age, or more years, or less. It's seemingly no large matter at all. But let me be practical for just a moment. I could put a ring on it for a price of less than half this gaudy Hebrew head, a big rock. And that's a beautiful thought to mind. I'd like to think I'm a respectable young man. I even have a dental plan of 401k in case I grow old and gray someday. Surely marriage would prove me a creature of love and not hereditarily bad habits, right? I've got no real vices beyond going behind the curtains of voting booths, but I realize I can only fake belief in men for so long. In mankind's kindness, I should say. That's why I'm so tempted here. This old idea of God being with me wherever I go, like, look, my Messiah is made entirely of ice. You know, for all the swelling, for all the blood and the anger at the blood spilled that wasn't scripted by scripture. This could signal to people that God's got me on the other side. 
they wouldn't believe one nice thing a black woman said about me. Okay. I'll read a couple more. Yeah, I think I'll read three more, three more I'll read, okay. Self-Portrait as a Shadow for V. Lamar. Word is, I wasn't born so much as skimmed off another living thing by a source of light. Let's just say that you are light-skinned and the back of my mom's hand is a color best worn around the eyes after a knuckles kiss. Though this fact itself is not here to imply I was born of an act of violence, but rather that I was born into violence as a cultural practice and product. And I enter post-crack, post-Reagan, when the big city newspapers sell themselves with headlines about shadow on shadow crime, like light doesn't factor into the equation by definition, like light doesn't have a gaze upon the world called the day. Fact of the matter is, Sad as the matter is, I can only see myself in relation to it, to the light. I can only move in reaction to movement. My ankles shackled to dogma that dogs me and us out from the moment of first appearance. In my case, that's June 1990, summer. Maternity ward full of shadows, and from then on, I can only measure love by the number of nightmares I have in a shortened span of space and simultaneity. They all always say I look like my daddy, which is to frame me a shadow in a related sense, which is to say your presence gives my own life definition, which is what they like to say on TV whenever some kid like me is extinguished too soon. Under the lights, I make do with all of this being watched and watched over, and I make questions of it too. And I ask, and you answer, not always well, often incompletely, but completely honest at the same time. And that is how the concept of faith clicks for me, how I learned to perturb politics and push myself into conversations like the connotation of a word or phrase, which too is a form of shadow, thus a part of me, who upon a lot of light shines that I take advantage of, take care that whenever they flick the switch to turn them on, themselves on, that they'll be sure to see me trailing tightly behind, keeping them on their toes like they've kept me on mine, like you always told me they would. Flip down, flip down. I ran out of page markers, which is why I had to flip for a little bit. All right, trigonometry. For you, the first triangle, father and son and Holy Ghost, and you hear from everybody Southern fried in your life, the devil be a master mimic, be a mathematician speaking the language of the boot that kicked him out of those pearly gates. And you're smart, so you take notes. Sanctuary sits between 108th and 109th streets on Halstead. That's in the hundreds. High numbers. Too many names of dead boys for you to count. And your church sits locked behind an iron gate, black like both sides it divides. Both sides root for a basketball team that ran the triangle offense all the way to glory. And Jordan is God to this day. And people have died for his feet so many over the years nobody counts. And Chicago is the angle between sides, between brothers, a tangent of death. You question if the letters in your textbook are pronounced sign or sin. You know the devil be a shapeshifter. Nothing about this particular triangle is right. You're smart. You take notes. See that same shape in your history class drawn in red, a long trail of blood between Africa, Europe, and America that gives the ocean a crooked mouth on the map. It speaks to you, begs an old practice recall. Slaves, obey thy masters, and you're smart. So you realize that all you Southern frieds have been had are owned to this very day. 
It's all algebra. Trig, you say, jotting your name boldly atop your test. That test itself being just another A plus plus plus. Okay. And I'm going to read one more poem. And I'll actually read the last poem in the book, which I haven't really read too much, if at all. So like not out loud anyway to, to an audience. So I'll close with this one. I ain't mean to scare you, little nigga. He conveyed to me after turning the corner from the ATM to where I stood with the switchblade made of sharp breaths in my right hand. But to keep it a hundred, I saw about as much fright in him as I saw fight in me. What shook me instead was a psychic dissonance, a neurospasm in the split second I spied that I cast two shadows at once and wandered at light speed all possible outcomes of this encounter. Me, hurt and or dying, right outside my door, just as the sun downs. But honestly, this ain't that type of story since I'm still here to tell it. For what it's worth, he wanted a dollar I could spare and the damn I couldn't. And that day I thought he was asking too much of me tried to ensnare my lyric-loving heart in the beaten rhymes of his so-said life when I had myself, at that point, given up on the persona of poet, a person who could potentially express love for someone from the wide world beyond their own small sphere of influencers. And therein lies the shame of it all, I feel. How I'd become so small in my time away from those whose limits I knew that I could even fit in his pleading mouth without him choking on the whole of me. And a fool will say that sound suspect would agree with what some past acquaintances suggested when I wouldn't bull over somebody who threw threats of red in my face. But listen, what I'm getting at is that I'm not bulletproof and know it. I'm an eggshell with an ego inside, painted a shade of brown with some cream in its complexion. I hear my mom's voice and scramble like a pay channel that wasn't paid for this month. My patience pops sometimes when I talk to him. Pops. Onomatopoeia of my genes. I go off. I snap on my siblings as if they're instrumentals, though I can't spit in any lucrative sense. Just as I can't really tell her how this will all work out when we speak on the phone late at night, the tides of adulthood pulling us gently separate like slight rowboats trying to sink us under flooding doubt. Oh, little nigga of my life, how does one deal with all this angst, all this unrest and arresting of concern? I've kept my head on straight for this long. I try to do the right thing, I really do, but that got my big cousin killed down here, helping out that poor woman years ago. As my granny reminded when I first said I was taking a gig in Atlanta tracking sales of coca leaves. Twisted thing is, I'd never slept better than I did that same night. I've always been more comfortable being remembered fondly than being needed. Thank you. Okay. Ooh, that felt that felt good. That felt good. Uh, rolling rolling through these poems, but uh, you know what? Um, you know, this is the last event in the series. Um, I'm I'm so grateful um, to everybody that's helped make this possible. Um, thank you first to all the the poets that have have read uh, Jose and Julian tonight. Um, Morgan Parker, come on, Felix, uh, Patricia Smith. Uh, and shout out to um, Nate Marshall and to Willie Perdomo, who were also originally going to be a part of this, but could not be for um, for, for other reasons. But my appreciation goes uh, goes out to them for uh, helping make the book what it is. Um, thank you uh, to all the folks at Haymarket. Thank you to our, our captioner. Thank you to Sean. Um, you know, Arika, I don't know if you're on tonight, but thank you. Um, uh, Maya Marshall, I don't know if you're on tonight, but thank you uh, for helping shape this book. It wouldn't have been anything close to what it is without your time and efforts and, and your generosity and, and graciousness. 
Um, thank you to everybody in the audience. Um, you know, uh, I can't see y'all, but I see y'all, you know what I mean? Um, uh, family, friends, uh, acquaintances, you know, I, I much love to all of y'all. Um, check out the book, pick up the book, uh, pick up Doppelgangbanger, pick up, you know, Citizen Legal, pick up Refuse, you know, pick up, pick up everybody's books, right? Like they're all worth it. So worth it. And, um, yeah, I'm just, my overall feeling tonight is just immense, immense gratitude. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed spending a little time with us this evening. Um, if you did tell your friends, holler at us, you know, you can find all of us on social media, um, or contact us through our websites, but, but please do reach out. Poets do love to hear, um, to hear from, from folks, let them know how the work is really moving in the world. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll stop talking at that point and just, and just wrap it up. But this has been, this has been the Doppelgangbanger series. We out. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, subscribe to our podcast and to the Haymarket Books YouTube channel, where events like this one are hosted live. And don't forget to check out haymarketbooks.org.